Howdy, 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 everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gomer on the Go! Oh, the fourth episode, which which a little bit behind the curtain here. Uh, when I put all these into uh, into Anchor, I label them as like E and then the episode number. So I see E4, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, that's the Elite Four. <laughs> because I am a big Pokemon dork. <laughs> oh, so what's on the docket for this week? Well... Uh, I've got a little bit about civility in politics and other things. Um, talk about five, being non, in a non-monogamous relationship for five years. And I also talk a little bit about hypocrisy that I've seen, again, around politics and in Twitter. And close that up with a little bit about Carlin as well. Uh, that would be George Carlin as opposed to Kelly Carlin. <laughs> oh, so we have all that coming up in the show. Oh, that's going to be fun, but... But um, but yeah. Otherwise, uh, I had myself a decently new decent New Year. Uh, I spent that working, and I spent New Year's night in uh, fucking East St. Louis. At which point, my friend Cat is probably shuddering and wonder and and being amazed at how I didn't die. <laughs> uh, and, and that actually goes back to, like the first time I told her I was like going to be crashing down there, and um, and she was like, "Don't sleep there, you'll die." <laughs> Oh, but no, but no, it's, it's actually, it's actually all right. Um, although I will say that particular truck stop that I was at, uh, hasn't been much better. And it has not been much better. Like, um, like years ago I ate there. Well, I, well, I got some food from there actually, you know, and I was, I was a little bit broke. So I was like, okay, just get like the hot dog rollers or whatever. I got that, put it in the buns and paid for it, got out to the truck. You know, and as I'm starting to bite in, I, I start noticing like a little white fuzz. And I, and, and I notice it on like all over the place. And I'm just like, oh, hell no. No, 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 no. So I end up throwing that shit out. And it's like, oh, fuck, that's a waste of five bucks. Ugh. And then this last time I was there, I went in and it was like, I, I smelled like a sewage line burst or something. Like, what the fuck? Ugh. Like goddamn, I mean, I still got some sewage away from there, but mm. uh, and and the and the and the sandwich was good, so I guess it wasn't a total loss. And hey, no 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 moldy fuzz on there either, so that always works. Out. That works out for the best. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, with that, gonna toss it over to the first segment, and I'll see you there. Now, I know you guys looked at the title of this podcast, and you're like, wait, wait, civility? What the fuck? Is he going this way? Is he getting red-pilled? No. That's not it at all. <laughs> Hell no. Ah, uh, no, that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I mean. What I mean by civility is there is a time and a place for it. Sure. It's always a time and a place for most things. There's a time and a place for civility when you're talking about things like whether or not The Last Jedi is a good movie. Or whether or not you think uh, Ghostbusters 2016 was necessary, you know, you can have you can have civil conversations about those because those are pieces of media in general. Now, depending on how you want to frame your argument, civility may or may not go out the window. But generally speaking, when it comes to movies, yeah, civility is fine. But where civility should really just take a back seat and fuck all of the off is when you have one particular side arguing 
for supremacy over everything else. You know, such as Nazis, white supremacists, the KKK. You know, people who think that anybody who is not a white, straight Christian male should just go and fuck themselves and subjugate themselves or otherwise either, you know, be silent or die type thing. That 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 sort of attitude. That's where you say, no, nah, civility, fuck off. Uh-uh. You don't need to be civil to these fuckers. You don't need to be civil to Donald Trump either. I don't care if he was elected president. You don't need to be civil to him because of his actions. Not because he's Donald Trump, although that's bad enough in and of itself. But, but okay, then again, even that, even that's a little bit of a problematic phrasing. He doesn't deserve the respect he wants, the respect he demands. He does not deserve it at all. And not even counting his time as president, not even counting the bullshit that he has put the country through for the past two years, he doesn't deserve it because he's a horrible human being. This is the same guy that will fuck over anybody he can just to get a quick buck. This is the same guy that thinks that women should you know, be flocking to him, and if they don't, well, he didn't want them anyway. It's never his fault, even if he says, oh, I'll take responsibility for it. Bullshit! And I think I may have said it on a previous previous episode. I knew he would. I knew he, that was a lie. Now, since when does that fucker take negative credit for anything? You know, it's like how I've seen Christians treat God. You know, they give him all of the credit for their for their good shit, but they don't blame him for the bad shit. Or it could be vice versa. So, it's like, which is it? And by the way, if you think Donald Trump is God and you're listening to this, boy, have I got a rude awakening for you. <laughs> Trust me, he eats, shits, and fucks just like everybody else, and that's a horrible image. Uh, but, I'm go but, but I've kind of gotten off the topic of civility here. Civility is fine when it's deserved, and when it is, when it is something that being civil to something doesn't you know, potentially cause extra harm. Being civil about talking about The Last Jedi, that's not going to cause anybody any extra harm. Maybe a bruised ego or something, but that's about it. But being civil, when you have entire groups of people going out there, I mean, just recently, there was a guy who just pulled up, shot a seven-year-old black girl in cold blood in fucking Dallas. Which, by the way, fun thing, as I'm recording this, I am en route to Dallas. Okay, I'm passing through, but still, that's a thing. But, but you have these people who are emboldened to do that. Why? Because one of their own, and let's face it, Donald Trump is one of their own, he is in power, and all of these other guys are in power. People that they agree with, that they see themselves in. So it's like, oh, hey, wait a minute. Our type is in power. Fuck everybody else. You know, you know. And a lot of the times, the people who I see call for civility, people normally on the far right, not that that doesn't happen in other groups, it's normally what I see. The ones that are calling for it are the ones that really benefit the most from the civility. They just want the minorities to shut the fuck up. Whether it's because they make something uncomfortable, or whether they're afraid they're of losing their power, or what have you. And in, and in a lot of cases, yeah, a lot of this stuff gets tiring. I get tired of it. And, and it's not because, oh, I disbelieve in it. It just takes a lot of mental energy. So I could see why some people would be like, hey, can you like tone it down a bit? But we're also in the age of social media. Number one, 
nobody has to. <laughs> if you really don't want to put up with somebody, you can block them. You can mute them. That's across pretty much any social media you have. Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Spotify, I don't know. You know, you can block them. And you don't have to put up with them ever again. The problem with, with doing that with certain people, though, is the size of their voice. And you know, some people will be like, well, why don't you just block Trump or block that, that rapist Mike Cernovich guy? Because they have big enough voices that they are influencing people. And influencing people in a negative way. That is influencing them to, like, well, we'll take Cernovich, for example, the whole Pizzagate thing. There was a guy who went in there and threatened to shoot up the place because he believed Cernovich's uh, uh, conspiracy theory that there was a pedophile ring in the basement. By the way, said pizza parlor didn't have any, didn't even have a goddamn basement. So because of his influence, he endangered people's lives. So he, people like him, people like Trump, they're kind of hard to ignore. All right. They really are, unfortunately. But but for like your average troll or whatever, the ones that come up and tell you, you know, the ones that come up to to people who say, well, I'm, I'm either going to live or I'm going to be killed off by a partner or whatever. Or I, I don't I don't remember the exact quote. And then some troll comes up and says, oh, well, I hope it's the latter referring to hoping the partner kills the person, you know, that kind of person. Yeah, you can you can block them. Tell them to fuck off. Tell them to tell them they're not allowed in the Pokemon fandom anymore. Yeah, I, I am. I am. I am very thinking of one person in specific, specific, but I'm not even going to name names because I don't give a shit. I don't give that much of a shit. Let me put it that way. <laughs> I just want them out of one of my fandoms. Oh, so uh, I, I keep going to and from and out of all this on civility. Uh, so, so at the end of the day. Where does civility need to be? It needs to be in conversations where, you know, where the opposing side is not in a position to do great harm, like the Republican Party is. They still are, yeah. As a, 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 by the time this is up, the Democrats will control the House, so there will be some check and balance on, on uh, Trump, but that also means that, they, you know, you have Republicans still in charge of two-thirds of the government at this point. And by that, I do mean the federal. So you still have people that would fuck everybody over just to make a quick buck or keep that power, whatever that power happens to be. So, and, 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 and you know, that's just, these are the people that want you to be civil to them while they're stripping away your rights or telling you that you're not human or telling you that you're nothing more than a fucking walking axolotl tank. If you get that reference, leave me a message. <laughs> oh. Because, yes, I am that much of a dork. So, so civility, I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably repeating myself two or three times at this point. But civility is reserved for people who are actually going to be civil to you back. It is a two-way street, not a one-way street. Mike Cernovich, rapist Mike Cernovich, and Donald Trump do not deserve our civility. They don't. They just don't. Just plain and simple. And people like them. People like the Glenn Becks or the Alex Joneses or the Bill O'Reillys. They do not deserve our civility. You know, 
they deserve they deserve enough thought to not kill them or do them bodily harm except in, in defense of yourself or somebody else and i mean that like if they're physically going up and trying to beat the shit out of somebody then you jump in but beyond that no they you know they deserve the, they deserve the basics because they're still humans but beyond that they don't, they don't deserve civility they don't deserve respect not especially not inherently so that's that's what i've got here again if you have if you have your thoughts on civility let me know um i would like to hear from you guys as well <laughs> uh, and bear and and, I, and before I close out this segment, I do want to reiterate a lot of this is off the just off the cuff, not, not scripted, as you know, you could probably tell and based only on what I know and have experienced. So if you've had a different experience and you, you have a, a point of view that you want to share with me, please feel free to do so. Uh, you know, I leave I leave ways to contact me at the end of each show. So with that, we're going to break it off from here. And when we'll be back, we'll be back. All right, so I, as I was getting this podcast put together, I was listening to another podcast called uh, Anxiety, uh, Positive Anger. I'm, I'm thinking of a totally different show that I don't really listen to anymore. But Positive Anger is the one I was listening listening to, hosted by comedian Nathan McIntosh. And he got to a point in the episode I was listening to where he just outright said, open relationships are bullshit. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know what? That's something I could talk about on this show, and it's kind of timely for me personally, too, because the day I'm recording this is my five-year anniversary with my wonderful girlfriend, Becky. Um, and since the beginning, you know, when, once we sat down and we, like, hammered out, okay, how do we want our relationship to be or whatever, uh, we've been non-monogamous for the past five years. So it's one of those cases where it's like – yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe I'm getting a little over defensive because, yeah. But, uh, but you know, that's also a thing where it's like, you know, any relationship is going to take time. It's going to take effort. It's going to be, it's going to be hard work. It's going to take communication. And non-monogamous relationships, I would say probably even more so than monogamous ones, because, like, I'm gonna use, I'm gonna use Becky and me as an example here and it, it'll probably get a little TMI but I promise it's all to make a point so so Becky and I have been non-monogamous for five years partially because we are long distant and we understand that we do have needs that the other may not be able to fill at that current moment so you know we we went into this and we understand it plus there's also the added benefit in that she she does like, cause she she is she herself is uh, bisexual, and she does appre- appreciate a lot of the same aesthetics that I do when it comes to other women. So we we kind of share in that together, and we bond a little bit over that. So uh, so that's always kind of cool. Um, but she doesn't really put herself out there much. I mean. I mean, hell, she didn't even put herself out there when when I came along. <laughs> I, I just kind of, I just kind of heard her on on a group Skype call, and we started talking, and the rest is history. But she doesn't put herself out there, and I technically don't really like put myself put myself out there 
I just do what I do, and if I like somebody, I'll be like, oh, hi. You know, maybe start talking to them a little bit. And if things develop, things develop. Um, but throughout all of this, no matter no matter if I end up having, like, you know, doing, like, like uh, tricks, you know, uh, trading nudes or having phone sex or even in certain cases, maybe even meeting up and actually having sex together, you know, that would, you know, those are things that we talk about. We talk about everything. Like, like one of the first times I went out on a date with somebody um, that was not her, I, I told her, you know, what, what things and what I, what I'm going to be prepared for and all of that. And even my odds of whether or not I'm going to have sex. Usually, I keep them pretty low <laughs> because I don't I don't expect it. I'm prepared for it, but I don't expect it. You know what I mean? So, so I tell her all that, and whenever I like, uh, or, or, or an even better example, recently uh, another a good friend of mine and I have gotten to the point to where, when we have the when we have the time and the gumption, uh, we're like we gonna fuck. Uh, like it's it's kind of an inevitability at this point, and and you know Becky knows, and all she says is well just use protection, and she'll say that with anybody who I even am close to having sex with, <laughs> whether I do or not is a whole different story, but but that's that's just the way we are at this point. She's not really much of the jealous type, at least not in terms of oh somebody's fucking my boyfriend. I would say at most she would want to join in too, but. That's that's a whole different thing. And again, I realize it's a little TMI, but I, I say this to more highlight. I tr I'm trying to highlight more of the communication she and I have, because we know who we find attractive. We know who we want to have sex with or what have you. We know who we want to bring into our relationship with us as well. So we you know we know all of this about each other, and we communicate that often. And because of that, because of the communication, because of all that good stuff, we've been able to make it work for five years. And we'll likely be able to make it work for far beyond that. Because I don't, I don't see us breaking up anytime soon. So, so we are we are just, you know, we, we are together, we are in love, but we also like to fuck around. So it's like, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think... To uh, bring it back to what uh, Nathan McIntosh was talking about, you know, how he says that open relationships are bullshit or blah, 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 blah. I think it's because most people who want to say they're in open relationships or polyamorous relationships or otherwise non-monogamous relationships, they do it wrong. They do it – they claim that so that the other person they're trying to fuck doesn't feel bad that the person who's pursuing them is trying to cheat on somebody. And now, don't get me wrong, there are ways to cheat in a non-monogamous situation as well. But the most most people you hear about, or at least that I have, who claim, oh, I'm in an open relationship, and then they go fuck somebody, and then suddenly they're broken up, like Macintosh was talking about. They're doing it wrong. You know, they, they, they went over some sort of boundary, whether it's outright a monogamous boundary, whether or not you know, whether, you know, and by doing that, they're also lying to the person they're having sex with, whatever. They're do they're, they're being, they're lying. They're deceiving both 
their partner and the person they're cheating on the partner with. I, I think I've got that right, but I, I think you guys get what I mean. I hope. You know, they're deceiving at least two people. And that's just not, that's not kosher. That's not cool. Because, again, relationships built on trust. That's what it needs to be built on. Yeah, sex can be a part of it. In fact, if you're someone like me, sex can be a big part of it. Not the overall part of it, of it because there are plenty of times that, you know, when, when Becky and I actually do get together, yeah, we'll have sex, but after that, I just kind of want to just lay around and snuggle because <laughs> I am a big teddy bear. <laughs> um, but, you know, sex is, while it's important, it's not the end-all, be-all. You get what I'm saying? So, so you know, that that's not the best thing to keep, at least for me, to build a lasting, loving relationship on. Maybe a fuck buddy, but that's about it. And... And again, to get back to, you know, to get back to the people who say, "Oh, I'm in an open relationship." Yeah, you say that. A lot of people, a lot of people are saying that and not really doing it. It's like, no, no, because let me tell you this: if you're going to be in a non-monogamous relationship, you need to tell your partner. You know, you don't necessarily have to tell them who. But, I mean, Becky and I tell each other who because, well, you know. We like to be able to pinpoint, and if one of us catches something, then we can look and say, oh, we got it from this person, most likely. So, and then we talk to that person, and then we're like, okay, yeah. But, um, but you know, but that's just how much we want to share with each other about potential partners. And that's all fine and dandy. Um, but as long as you have that communication there, and as long as at least one of you you know, as as long as I say at least one of you, as long as you both know what's going down, then there's no reason why any kind of non-monogamy couldn't work, especially for the long term. So, you know, I'm walk, I'm, I'm riding around here, five-year non-monogamous relationship, and we're fine. <laughs> you know, I hate the distance, but you know, I'm working on that. <laughs> uh, so. So yeah, um, and 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 I also want to note before I wrap up this particular segment that I, at the time in his in in his episode where Macintosh says that open relationships are bullshit, I pretty much paused it right there. So if he said something anything different before I started recording this, <laughs> I'm probably gonna look a little silly. But at the same time, it it did help give me a jumping off point to talk about non-monogamy and how it should work and how it needs to work. Otherwise, you're just an asshole who's using it to get pussy on the side. Or dick. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, know, how, I don't know what you want. So, so yeah. If you're going, if you if you truly are going to be in a non-monogamous relationship, for goodness sake, communicate. That's the big takeaway. Communicate. You know, you don't have to communicate everything. Just communicate the most important things. Like, you see somebody else that you think you might want to have sex with, and you two have that kind of a relationship, let them know. Say, hey, I'm going to bang this person tonight. Or, or whenever, you know. Just, you know, and if the other person is not comfortable with it, or if they have a need that kind of should override that, 
then yeah, you, you need to you need to honor that. So and and bear in mind, this is all kind of mostly basic stuff. There's a lot more deeper stuff that could be gone into, but I've already gone over ten minutes on this segment anyway. So we'll take a quick break and then we'll come on back. Alright, so the last thing I want to bring up for this episode is a lot of the hypocrisy I'm seeing. And hypocrisy is something I try to avoid in myself. I don't always succeed. And I acknowledge this. But when I see it, it's typically unacceptable. <laughs> it's like, just, ah, uh, no. No, 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 no. So why, why, am I, why am I bringing this up? Well, just in the past couple of days as I was getting this put together, I've seen instances of, for example, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a video of her and her friends doing like the Breakfast Club thing back when they were all in high school, mind you, high school, and doing that. And you have people, uh, you know, pretty much you know, Republicans and people on the right saying, oh, how dare she, how dare she have a personality, you know, why isn't she popping out babies for us, Okay, I haven't seen any of them say that one outright just yet, but you know some of them are thinking that. Oh dear. Mm. So, so you have that, and also a uh, a mutual follower, a mutual of mine on Twitter, uh, just recently switched her uh, switched her uh, Twitter display name to uh, impeach the motherfucker, which yeah, I I agree, impeach the motherfucker. And she recently got put in Twitter jail again for calling a dude a motherfucker. And, and apparently it was like some checkmarked asshole or whatever. And both of these just, just leap out at me. These are the two biggest examples that leap out at me at this particular point of the hypocrisy. And I know where it, and I know where it can come in, too. Like in, in uh, Ocasio-Cortez's case... Um, you know, the hypocrisy comes from, well, you have pictures of Paul Ryan lifting weights, saying that he was a big fan of, of, of oh, I want to say Radiohead, but it could, it could be someone else, you know, and all of this in his presidential run, mind you, you know, his, 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 his reach for the presidency before, uh, you know, Trump came along and uh, used Russia to cheat. <clears throat> so, you know. You know, but that's apparently okay, you know. But, you know, a, a younger congresswoman, freshman congresswoman, coming in and there's videos of her just, you know, just enjoying herself, living life. And people have used that to say, oh, she didn't grow up as poor as you thought. She was able to do this. And it's like, motherfuckers, have you taken a look at the online reviewing community? I mean, come on. And, and it's a lot more vast than James Rolfe and Doug Walker here. There's some poor-ass motherfuckers pulling this shit off and doing it well. So, with you know, well in terms of what they can, you know, what, what they have. So, you know, it may not look as pretty, but they're still doing the thing. So, you know, what can you what can you say to that? And even then, everybody likes to say, oh, she, she spent time in this neighborhood, blah, 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 blah. But yet, I've seen very little scrutiny when it comes to most other male politicians. I mean, I've seen this much scrutiny for Trump, but, you know, I've also, you know, he's also Donald Trump. It's right out there. You know, he kind of put himself out there quite a bit. So, 
Not that that really changed anything for him because the man's a fucking cheater. Um, and, and, and I'm calling it what it is. He's a fucking cheater. And, and, not, and I don't mean that in just a marital sense either. I mean the man fucking cheats to get what he wants. And he's gone so long without somebody kicking him in the proverbial nuts. I think I've mentioned it before that now people are starting to even threaten to metaphorically kick him in the nuts. You know, he's getting all whiny and pissy and shutting down the government because, oh, I might not have my wall. Fuck your wall. Oh, you xenophobic orange taint head. I, I, don't, I don't know where my insult comes from sometimes. But, 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 I, but I digress. <clears throat> and, and although I do love uh, Ocasio-Cortez's response to all of the trumped-up controversy that's been trying to be spread about her. She's walking into her office at, at in the congressional hall or wherever. I don't remember where the house meet where, where the house of representatives' offices are, but uh, oh, Capitol building, I think. Either way, she's walking to her office, and right before she goes in, she has somebody like film her doing like a like a little bit of dance before she walks in, clearly enjoying herself. Oh no! How does she? Like guys, come on. She's allowed to have fun. You know, she's she's in her late 20s. I mean, and, and even that doesn't even matter. It's like, you can have fun no matter what age you are. And so it's like, you know, whatever. You know, I mean, if, if, men, if male politicians are able to show themselves having fun, then so should the females. And, and otherwise, too. So, so there's that bit of hypocrisy. And now the other one, the, the other one that happened with a, a mutual of mine on Twitter... Um, you know, she got put in, she got put in Twitter jail for a little bit, and what we mean by that is, uh, Twitter limited some of her features, which means that her reach is not as strong, unless you know, except to like her followers, which means I can still see her shit, but if you're not following her, unless I retweet it or screen cap it or whatever, you're not going to see it. Um, it's like Twitter automatically sets your, uh, your your account to uh, followers only. So, and it and it's always a temporary thing. It's usually for about twelve hours. I think I've had it happen to me a grand total of one time, and I and I think it was something that somebody misconstrued as a threat. And it's like, and and it's something that it would be one thing if if it was something that yeah could be easily misconstrued, but it's one of those cases I don't even remember. I probably have it somewhere because I know I screen capped it, but it it feels like it was something that. They were reaching for that one because apparently they didn't like what I had to say. So, but that's only one time for me. Whereas uh, my mutual, as well as a lot of other women, I'm noticing getting put in Twitter jail. Women and and I want to say other uh, like people of color as well, um, getting put in Twitter jail for for the for relatively small things. And and full disclosure. I have outright tweeted at Donald Trump himself that I look forward to pissing on his grave. Nothing has happened as far, you know, as of yet, you know, I'm, I'm also not going to be stupid enough to like, like threaten the, threaten the man because like it or not, he is the president and they take that seriously. So yeah. Now I have said, I have said, I hope violent things happen to him. I believe I have, or when, said violent thing happens to you, I'm going to laugh or celebrate or masturbate or some other eight. 
but you know, I have yet to be put in Twitter jail for that, as far as I know. So, you know, that that and that's where the double standard hypocrisy comes in. She just calls somebody a motherfucker, boom, Twitter jail. I say all this shit like like just recently. I you know, Trump Trump was as usual pulling shit out of his ass and throwing it up on Twitter because he thinks he controls reality, you know, um, because he doesn't realize that just because he says something does not mean it's true. And, you know, he's in his 70s. I don't think he'll ever learn it. So, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> trying to con- trying to control my own speech there because there are plenty of things I think we could do that he could do to make the country a lot better. And um, some of those would get me a, a good call from the FBI. So, mm-mm. And I, and I kind of want to avoid that. <laughs> so, so where am I going with this? Uh, oh, right. What I had said to him, because he was pulling out shit, pulling shit out of his ass earlier, you know, like a couple of days ago. And I said, well, you know what? I'm banging both of your daughters and your wife, and they're each giving me 70 million bucks. It's not obviously not happening. And I even make it clear that it's not happening by saying, see, look, I can make up fake shit, too. It's not hard. So, you know, it's one of those things that is just, you know, you want to just fire back. And if he's not paying attention, then he'll probably just be all mad and upset and probably cry about it into his hamburger, which, eh, you know, whatever. Uh, it's one of those it's one of those it's one of those few instances where my empathy is like, you know, yeah, very, very thin. Like, no, fuck you, dude. Um <laughs> Oh, Lordy. But, you know, I said that to him, and I've said other similar things. And bear in mind, he is currently the president of the United States. And nothing nothing really happens to me. In fact, I get retweeted, and I get likes for it. So, so that doesn't really happen to me. But a woman calls a man a motherfucker. Boom. In fact, in fact, in fact there was even a guy who used to follow her, who unfollowed her because she changed... She put motherfucker in her uh, Twitter screen name. And he's like, oh, you should be better than this. And also, there was a, oh, God, I forget her name. But one of the new, one of the freshman Congress women, you know, talking about Trump, you know, said the phrase, impeach the motherfucker. Like, like, on, like, TV and everything. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. But people are getting all their panties up in a twist because, oh my god, a sitting representative said motherfucker! Like, oh no! Ugh, like, you idiots. Oh, and, and as a kind of a tie-in to all of this, because part of it does come from language as well. There are people, I've noticed people would have come out and said, and it's people on the right that I've been seeing say this, say like, well, if George Carlin were still alive, he'd smack all these liberal SJW cuck snowflakes a new one, and it's like, not really. I mean, have, you, have, have we listened to the same George Carlin? Sure, some of his material hasn't aged too well, but no, you know, most comedians don't have material that will have some material that don't age too well. Hell, even Jeff Foxworthy and Bill Ingvall, who are probably some of the some of the couple of the least controversial comedians in terms of their comedy, you know, they have stuff that didn't age very well. You know, I mean, Jeff Foxworthy back in the early 90s had a phrase and 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 bear in mind, I'm directly quoting here, you know, you know, he's talking about his wife, um, 
you know, his wife asking, you know, can you tell me if this if this makes me look fat? And he says, and again, I quote, and I apologize in advance, you tell me when I start getting retarded. That didn't age well, did it? No. And I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure all five of you are sitting there, they're like, <coughs> oh my god, you know? Okay, maybe not, because because I think I like to give my listeners a little bit more credit. Uh, but still, even then, it's like, yeah, that definitely doesn't age well. Or or even Bill Ingvall, you know, a few years later, he's talking about uh, T-ball and Indian guides, and you know, and he used this voice to talk about the Indian guide he got because he was a little different. You know, his name was his name was Dances with Men. You know, that doesn't age well, does it? No. <laughs> It's 2019. That shit don't age very well. And I don't know about Jeff, but I, I would believe – I would like to think well, – well, you know what? I would like to get, at least guess that both of them realize, yeah, that shit don't fly anymore. <laughs> you know, but that's growing and evolving. You know, that's growing and evolving unlike some comedians who just take a year off and then come back and come back full alt-right, um, you, know, you know, I want to say Nazi motherfucker, but I don't know if he's gone that far. But, um, yeah, it's like, you motherfucking idiot. You totally missed the whole goddamn point. Uh, which I may be doing, too. I don't know. But, but to get back to the, what the guys are saying about Carlin, and it's like, dudes, we didn't, you didn't, did you not hear him? Even, even as far back as, like, the 90s, you know, and even sooner, honestly. I mean, he spoke out against the government. He spoke out against, well, you know, especially when we went to the first Gulf War, you know, we, you know, he spoke out against just, you know, he, he, he outright said, you know, feminism has some good ideas. Some of this patriarchal shit ought to go away. This was 1990. So, you know, did you guys not listen to him? I mean, hell, even his last few stand-up specials. You know, you can hear, you know, he's saying, hey, the government has you by the balls. The corporations own the goddamn government. And it's still true. That's the problem. You need to get the corporations out of the damn government. Carlin was screaming about this before he died. Pretty sure his last words were, get the government, get the corporations out of the government. Ugh. That's probably it. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Maybe, maybe, you know, uh, maybe, you know, maybe his last words were a lot sweeter. But still, do you guys not listen to him? Yeah, he, he spoke out against euphemisms and euphemistic language in the 90s. And sure, he's going to make fun of ideas on both sides of the aisle. The problem is, one side is making themselves a bit more of a target. I think that's something he said in an interview once. It's like, yeah, it's a matter of one side being more of a target or making themselves more of a target, I should say. Because I'm willing to bet George Carlin... Yeah, he, he might poke a little fun, but I'm willing to bet he would respect people's pronouns. And I've never seen or heard him do any material on on trans folk. So, you know. And they've been around for quite a while. Uh, so, hey, you know. So, yeah. People who, people who are saying, oh, Carla would knock all these SJW sons of bitches down. It's like, nah, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they, they don't know what they're talking about. And sometimes I don't either. <laughs> but I like to think I do. And I think I am this time. So, so that, 
we'll have one more break and then we'll I'll I'll do my little closing thing. So we'll see you there. And that is going to be it for this installment of Gomer on the Go. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to me ramble on for however many minutes it's been. I'll I won't know until the episode is all put together. But um, but yeah, if you like the show and you want to support it, there are several ways you can do so. First and foremost, the absolute freest way you can do it: share it with your friends, share it on social media. You know, it doesn't matter where. Just just tell them, hey, give it a listen. You know, because the more ears that listen, the better and, you know, maybe the bigger audience. And, hey, also more feedback. You can also let me know your thoughts on things. I mean, hey, you know, because I'm always growing. I'm always changing. I would like, you know, I would like to know that I'm doing a good job. <laughs> uh, or I've, or maybe I'm doing a horrible job and nobody's saying anything because, oh, we don't. We don't want him to, to, to get to. We don't want, you know. Yeah. Ugh. That, that whole condescending thing, that kind of really pisses me off, honestly. So if I'm not doing a good job, please tell me so I can try and be better. Because I want to do this for a living. And, you know, you know, and I'm always looking for ways to improve. But I can't always see that in my own self. That's why I need other people to say, hey, you fucked up on this. Or, hey, you did a good job there. You know, let me know <laughs> one way or the other. Or if you just have something you want me to talk about on the, on a future episode or what have you, you know, you can send that in too. Now, I mentioned that. Where do you send it to? Well, there are several ways you can contact me. I am on Twitter at Gomer21XX. That also works for Tumblr, Instagram, YouTube. I am on Facebook at Gomer the Ranting Thespian. You can also email the show directly at Gomer21XX at gmail.com. If you do that, just make sure you put Gomer on the go in the subject line. Otherwise, I'm probably going to miss it. So bear that in mind. Just 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 put that in the subject line, and you're good to go. Um, what I am going to try and do for those who do follow me on Twitter and other social media, I'm going to try and have like a weekly Twitter question. Um, even though I know these shows don't necessarily come out just only once per week, <laughs> um, but at least once a week, I'll put out an episode where I answer questions and 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 uh, read responses from the Twitters. So, so that'll be a thing. Keep an eye on my Twitter for that. Um, once, once enough people have kind of garnered and, and gotten into the show, I'll announce them on the show proper along with the Twitter. But until then, you know, let just pay attention to my Twitter. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, and, of course, if you want to help support me directly financially um, – there are a couple of ways to do that. Anchor, I believe, has the listener support. I'm not sure if it's set up for mine yet. If it's not, screech at me. I'll make sure it's set up. And then there's also my Patreon, patreon.com slash gomer21xx, in which you'll get 99% of everything early. Uh, the more the previous episode, I wasn't able to put, give to everybody early uh, because it was a timely thing. It was about New Year's, so I needed to have it out and ready by then, uh, which, which I do apologize for. <laughs> Um, but this one, you know, but this one, everybody will have had a chance to at least, at least listen to the main segments, uh, that I put out there, uh, just so they, just so they can hear it and, and have first stab at whatever. Um, uh, but that's for a minimum of a dollar per month. Yeah, it's cheap. Um, and that extends to all the other things that I try to do with my time as well, including thespian talk, including videos, whatever. So, <laughs> 
So yeah, that's that's those are things that are going to be happening and coming out. Um, so yeah, uh, but that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Take care, everybody, and until next time, this is Gomer, the Ranting Thespian, signing off.